Hey guys, and thank you so much for tuning into the season three premiere of Good Children. If you want more of this podcast, don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon. But like, take the shirt off, sit on your bed without the shirt. Yeah. Like, learn to love your body for what it looks like now. Why are we acting like we have to be these perfect physical specimens? For whom? For, whom? for literally whom? Should we not just be people who can carry ourselves through our day? What? do I need to accomplish in my life that I need to have a six pack? This, the internet is forever. Stop. <laughs> this Someone, is going to leak. Uh, I'm sure. sure. It is seven buckaroos a month. You are getting one extra episode every single Friday. That's four episodes for $7. I don't know about you, but that's less than $2 an episode. Sounds pretty good to me. Our self-valuation is perfect. (laughs) And don't forget to rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Please. It's been a long time since I came around. It's been a long time, but I'm back in town. And this time I'm not leaving without you. I have firm belief, and I've had this belief since I was 14 years old, Mm -hmm. that I have the exact same tone and register as Stephanie Germanata. Hey guys, and welcome back to season three of Good Children. Children. Let me hear you scream. The podcast where hosts Joe Hedges and Andrew Muscarella reflect on our 22 years of friendship. Growing up in the late 2000s, early 2010s. And all of the nostalgia, trauma, and big fat cocks that come along with it. A big fat schlong. <laughs> I actually can't believe that we're starting with this episode. I'm feeling probably the happiest I've ever been in my entire life, and it's because I have back support. You have back support. You look amazing in that chair. It's really incredible that after 30 episodes from the second season, you're in a chair again. I was in a chair for like half of second season yeah, two, though. at the beginning. Yeah, but season two is very disjointed. We were across, we were from Williamsburg to LA right. to Spotify Studios, which we'll see again very to soon. Long Island. To Long Island. And listen, I mean, we had a listener who said it. They said they just haven't been as funny since we moved. Since that we moved. One review. And it's because we've been out and about. We've been moving all over the place. But not anymore. We're settled in. We're settled in. And honestly, I can't even believe that we're still, one, Standing. doing this podcast, two, alive. Yeah. And like, three, still on the way up after 60 episodes. Still on the way, way up. up. And all thanks to our beautiful, sexy, incredible listeners. They are sexy. What are we talking about today? Today we're talking all things sex. We are getting into the nitty gritty details when it comes to sex. Times we've seen sex on screen, times we've talked about sex in school, our own sexual experiences, our viewpoints on sex, everything in general when it comes to that three letter S-E-X. Do you remember in The Lion King and it was like big on the internet in like the 2010s and they were like, the dust, the stars in the sky spell out sex. sex. It's subliminal messaging. Yes. It spelled out like SFX. It was like the special effects team that was like promoting themselves. But remember the, the priest's boner in the, in the Little Mermaid? The priest's hard dick? I'm sorry. I don't remember that. Was that something that you found on Tumblr or was that like... Everyone knows about the priest. The priest comes dick. on... The priest comes on screen and you're saying he has a rock rock hard hard. cock? Yes, everyone knows it. Imagine playing the live action priest and... It could have been you. It It could have been been you. Audition. You got to audition. easiest role. All you need is to have a man literally touch like my kneecap and it's over. No. The thing about me and sex is like, I don't feel horny as horny as I could be unless I'm talking about food. food you get food. hard at food? I've gotten. That's not true. You're Joe, lying. I get hard when I need to pee. I get hard like when I'm like getting really excited sometimes. Like a dog? Like a dog. <sighs> no, Where's I... the weirdest place you ever jerked off? Weirdest? Why are you going to do this to me in front of our listeners? Where is it? Should I say it on the pod? Yeah. No! I jerked off. 
Stop! I can't say that because I have no. I can't. Stop! 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 No, I don't know if I can do this yet. No, no. Actually, like I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it any longer because I think it's actually such a, a memory that I want to repress. And I don't want to ever think about it again, but now it's out there in the universe and it doesn't feel freeing. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. I had no intention of getting to that conversation. I had completely forgotten about. You told me that on a mountaintop in Italy. <laughs> I'm getting hot in the face. If right it makes now. you feel any better, I think I jerked off in every bathroom I've ever been in. Well, at least it was a private space, Joe. Yeah, I mean... At least that was a private space. I don't know if I've ever jerked off in public. I have, multiple times. <laughs> Do you remember your first time? I remember my first time specifically. I think... Did we talk about this? Maybe on Patreon. Er, like, early on in the pod. What was it? What was mine? Yeah. Oh, it was nothing... It was nothing fun, because it was almost like all signs were pointing to straight here, because it was it was super bad. Oh yeah, you've talked about this. Yeah, it was super bad. They go into Did that convenience store. It? I you pause. It? I pause it. I start it because again, like when you're a kid and you're on a sports team or you're just in middle school in general, people are always like motioning, like the jerk off motion, and you're yeah. like, "What you're the like, hell what are you guys are you? doing? What is I'm that? Like, is that a shake weight? Like, what's going <laughs> what's on? What's going you on guys? with that hand? So then. Someone explained it to me, which is almost more mortifying. So then I was like, I kind of think it was explained to me too by by a friendly boy. By a friendly boy, and I was like, okay, I guess I'll try that. I think my children are going to be the friendly boys. Like I want to educate my kids on sex in such a way. Like yes, I've said it before. Like my dream parenting style is the parents in Easy A. Mm. I've always the first time I saw that movie, I was like, wait. It could be like this. It because it, it's important and it's kind of like living like sex education, like yeah. like you are a sex therapist. Yes, because your kid should be okay with sex. Like they should understand what's right. going on. How would you approach the birds and the bees conversation? Would okay. you would you pitch it as you're my child? You're Ernest or okay. Amity? Okay, I'm Amity. Okay, so you're Amity. Amity, yeah, Dad. How old are you right now? Um, I'm gonna say I'm playing like ten. Okay. Okay, I feel like if Amity's 10, like, I feel like my kid by 10 years old is going to be, like, a non-binary theater kid. Yeah, yeah, But we'll just pretend that they haven't gotten there yet. Amity, I feel like it's time. Like, you're entering middle school. You're going to hear it from your friends. Like, let's just have the conversation. Like, what do you know about sex? Ew, that's disgusting. No, it's not. It's not disgusting. It's, like, a part of life. Uh, what do I know about sex? I mean, like... I... I don't know. It's like when, like, two people just want to, like, kiss and rub and whatever. Right, right. Yeah. And, like, I know that babies are made that way, too. But, like, I don't know, they Dad. I don't know, Dad, if I want I want to have a baby. Yeah, you're 10. I hope not, Amity. Yeah, Dad, but I just, like, I don't know. <laughs> I actually can't do this anymore. <laughs> I'm like, okay, that was a really great way to approach it because I do believe I have a lot to learn. With you have a lot parenting. to learn, and I think that like that's fine because you're starting early. You're yeah. starting before you even have kids, and right. I think that's more work than people are willing to even put in. You're so right, but I do believe that when I you're was, coming like, to the, nervous. I know when it comes to the birds and the bees conversation when you're approaching it with kids, I think that you do need to you don't need to tell them how it works with sex, but like n- normalizing that it's not just. A heterosexual sexual I mean, relationship. He, I, I think, think that, that my child that. will have the feeling that it isn't. Yes. I almost think I think I'm gonna have to explain to my children that there are straight people. <laughs> like when you think about who I associate with, they're not gonna know really many no. straight couples. They, two. they won't. They're gonna know two. They're gonna know two straight couples. And they're those couples' kids are gonna be gay. No, I think I, I did you ever have a birds and the bees conversation? No, we talked about this never once. And that's crazy. That's crazy. No one wanted to talk about it. Did you? No. That's crazy. No wonder we're gay. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I didn't even know. No one gave me the tools. But I had Tumblr, and that taught me a lot. I had Tumblr. I had Cristiano Ronaldo. You said you have Tumblr? I didn't have Tumblr. Sometimes it's like talking to a compulsive liar. I could, but let me tell you one thing about Tumblr. I've been on it. For the porn? Yeah, absolutely. I just yeah. Google search. Yeah. And then I would just always add Tumblr at the end of whatever Google search yes, I was, that was looking the best. at. Yeah. And then I was like. I am a Tumblr girl. Yeah, you're like, I'm familiar with it. I'm absolutely. 
Um, no, yeah, I guess that's like again. We only had, I had it from like health class, which you talked about. I had it in yeah. like middle school and and high school. But again, for Catholic school, my high school health class, the only option was abstinence. There was no other conversation. There was no condoms distributed. There was no discussion of safe sex. Truvada wasn't even a thing yet. Truvada wasn't even a thing yet. Right. I feel like prep came up like. We're going to have to fact check this one. Because <laughs> Let's just I, not even go there. We're not even going to go there and say that. I know we have some doctor like listeners. 2010? I think even later. You think? I feel like PrEP came out in like 2013. PrEP came out in 2012. Interesting. The thing about sex in middle school and high school is like once it got down to porn and porn chats, people were comfortable talking about where they found their porn. And it was kind of like, who oh, are you streaming? People You're are like, are sports. you streaming on Pornhub? Pornhub? Are you streaming on Tube 8? Are you streaming on XNXX? XN- Hearing those words out loud are I know. crazy. Red Tube. But I think that Red Tube was like the surge. It in was kind of, yeah. It was. Everyone was talking but about Pornhub Red Tube. Pornhub also was. It, it's always been existing. Yeah. It's always been existing. I remember the day I got an iPod Touch. The iPod wasn't the only thing I started touching. No! That day. Unbridled access to the World Wide Web wow. at 12 years old mm. in the form of an iPod Touch. I was playing Best of Both Worlds at the same time <laughs> that I was scrolling Pornhub yep. at 12. 12. What yeah. does that do to the human psyche? And that, that is what I would like to dive into. I've been seeing a lot of videos lately about how porn has affected people. We actually talked about it on the Patreon last week. You understand that, like, when you start porn so young, you haven't, you literally lose sight of what sex actually yeah. becomes. And when you start reading Harry Potter fanfic at the age of 12, you lose sight of what everything is. Literally, you're like, oh, your dick is magic? Oh, God. There's like. There's a few fanfics that are burned into my brain. No, the way that fanfic would actually grip you or any time. Were you reading fanfic? I was reading like, I wasn't necessarily reading fanfic, but I was definitely reading porn, you know? Like erotic fiction. Like erotic yeah, fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, like, I don't read much, but if I was reading. It was erotic fiction. I need to be hooked. Right. And I, and I needed to hook. You know what I mean? No. No, I don't. Yeah, me either. I was just like so like there was just like um oh my god, what was the first like porn you watched gay that you remember? I remember like I don't remember going on Google and typing in like men butts. I was always afraid the government was gonna arrest me. Mm-hmm. You know what I always. mean? So I was always trying to like hack the system and type in like men naked as if it was like for scientific yes. research. Just yes. in case. You were like scientific, yeah, like male Getty images, but research, but yeah, and then like it would be like th- seven men like on the beach at like a like a nude walk, and I'd be like, "Why is this doing something to like, me? What's going on here?" I think that the first thing that I again we might have talked about this, but dirty. I think I looked up dirty boys, dirty men. Everything you've said on this episode so far is like I'm really shocked. By your openness and your willingness to say the things that you have just said. you know what? At Dirty th- boys. At this point, what I've learned after 60 episodes and I'm still going. Nobody's listening. Yeah, it was the first thing that I looked Dirty up. Dirty boys. And it was like. Why? What compelled Dirty boys? I was looking up more like a man in like mud, like a dirty man, like just like. Yeah. Or like post-workout, like a sweat soap. Yeah. It was just doing it for me. Yeah. And then it was literally, again, for like a year or two, it was just Cristiano Ronaldo bulge. <laughs> for two years? For about two years. Just, just like one of the same picks, the like yacht picks. There were like, like just soccer picks. Yeah, there were just everything. I remember so vividly a a drawing of Legolas from Lord of the Rings. A drawing of him like in like skinny dipping in a lake. <gasps> Orlando Bloom. I he was it for me. That movie did that to me. Where I yeah. was like, oh no, I love Orlando Bloom. I was obsessed with this one image. I've always been into an image. 
You you love to this day. Image. I like kind of would rather jerk off to a still image than actual porn. See, I could. I am so opposite from you. Like I was never that porn pilled though. Oh, I've been. I've taken a few pills and I swallowed. It makes me so sad thinking about high school. I really like. I've been really deep diving <sighs> because and, of the show about the gay because kids. of the sh- we can't say the name. Well, you we definitely said it, could. I feel like okay. But- Heart because Stopper. of Heartstopper. Yeah. And I'm watching Heartstopper and I'm just like, if I knew and which I did, I did know that I was gay. And even seeing them like have to come out or taking their time coming out, not even having that be a plausible idea in my head allowing myself to be there and then seeing the other gay kids in school yeah and then not only judging them but distancing myself from them yeah this is real life yeah you know i'm like oh my god and it wasn't even like representation that i needed no it kind of it kind of was i don't think we ever saw in that capacity like a gentle love story about gay kids yeah the pain that you feel before saying the word, the struggle that you really have to even say it, other people saying it for you, like the things that are so normal for a gay experience that I have literally never seen before. It is kind of crazy. It really does. It really does do something. Like, especially, I was saying this to you, the Isaac character. Yeah. I... The moment that I even saw Isaac get, like, his own scene, I, like, felt something where I, like, it was, like, literally, like, butterflies. I was, like, mm-hmm. no, like, like the, ch- the my literal inner child, like, I'm getting chills, like, literally I talking know. about it, which is crazy. But, like, it was a moment where I was, like, wait, no, this is, like, actually going to happen. And, like, watching a character that looked similar to me in high school mm-hmm. who like reads books and is like the quieter one in yeah. the friend group like like watching him like get a romance arc in a tv show like that people are watching like i literally can't even fathom what that would have done for me i kept watching the show and it's really funny that i talk about his romance arc <laughs> at like great length in the podcast because if you keep watching it things change all i wanted to do was see a single person that reminded me of me in something that was not the butt of the joke yeah like that was my dream like all i wanted and if i got even i would like beg for a crumb of it like if someone was like even a little bit not skinny i was obsessed with them like i was like that's my favorite person i really like i i was thinking about that when i was watching and i was like was it it was harder I think for us growing up fat regardless like I already saw myself as undesirable to me so like why would I then have the confidence to go up to another gay man and say let's hang out or pull a move or whatever like even seeing them like in the locker room like sneaking a kiss right like yeah it's it's TV it's whatever they're making it up but like I went to band camp with a few gays. You know what I mean? Like, but I would never have brought myself to do that because I felt so undesirable. Yeah. And that's been the through line to this day. To this day. To this day. Like, that's what's so crazy. And it's like, if I had just, that's why, like, I care so much about Good Children, the TV show. And, like, Heartstopper informs it in a different way because it's like, ours, yeah, we need to tell our stories, but, like, the amount of people who have not, who have yet to see a version of themselves Mm -hmm. on screen, like, the way that representation is, like, urgent, it's not, like, a passing thing that has to happen. Like, we need to get to the point where, like, any kid in high school can look at something and see themselves. Like, that is, like, because, like, literally, I literally can't imagine. Across the board, and we're we're talking. That's just saying, we're white. We're white. We're white men. Like, we were white, chubby, like, Like repressed gays in high school. The least of the problems. Literally. we We had the least issues. And still... It was like seeing Isaac in Heartstopper felt like literally, it literally healed a part of me. It really would have changed my life. I know, like, I know for a fact that if I had seen that in high school, I would have come out so much faster. Because I would think, have probably come out the next day. about how malleable you are when you're growing up. Middle school, high school, elementary school, whatever. Like, 
any person or any character you see on the screen, you're going to, you want to identify with. Right? right. So it's like SpongeBob. I was like, oh, I'm so Patrick. Like Drake and Josh. I was like, I'm so Josh. Yeah. But then I would take their qualities and I would use them as mine. Right. Right. Of course. So like, I still do that. Again, seeing Josh on screen was a big deal for me because, right. and for you too. Yeah. Because we we're like, Oh, another fat boy that's just, like, funny. Yeah. You were so Josh Peck. I was so Josh Peck because I was watching that show literally every single week. And I was like, he's, like, he's funny. Like, is he confident? I don't know. But, like, he, he can make light of any situation and people like him. So I'm like, I want to be like that. And imagine. And imagine he was gay. If, like, if that's, and it's just that. Like, it's just that simple. It's just that simple. It's not gay coding things, but it's like. Just allowing representation to be shown on screen. And yes, we grew up different during a different time and it's constantly evolving. And I think that like we're getting to a place where it's a lot more normal. Yeah. But like I I'm excited to see the generation below us grow up with the grow role up. models that are gonna have. It it just is like it is it is not about like casting. It's not about like who's in the fucking movie. It is like literally a matter of like these things need to be shown to oh, children yeah. to give them pathways that they would not have imagined were possible for them. Mm-hmm. Like, and the fact that Republicans and conservatives are like defining it as grooming and defining it as like all of this exploitative practices because mm-hmm. they want to keep themselves in a position of power, which is like rich white people mm-hmm. who are cis and straight. Like it's so apparent the attacks on representation, like, cause it is, I think genuinely the most powerful thing that we have. Oh, it's representation in media. Absolutely. Like, it's just so there. And like, again, just to see yourself on the screen, like, not, I don't, I'm, this is a, a deep conversation, but not to bring it back to sex, but again, like, Abercrombie, right? Like, it can go back to all the different things. Can you it imagine there was, a, like, there was a flabby Abercrombie model when we you were imagine? 10 years old? Can you imagine? Can no, you imagine? But we, we are founded on a country or a world where body has been so at its literal core yeah like just showing core showing peck showing all of these things and like then you look at yourself in the mirror and you say why don't i look like that why yeah. don't i look like that? and if and i don't look crazy. like that nobody like i shouldn't subject anyone to even seeing what i look like no like that's the mentality that, that that's again that's what also held me back when it came to dating yeah and that's why bring it back to isaac if i saw isaac at 17 i would have at least have the belief that at least one person would be attracted to me mm-hmm. and i went through life thinking not one person would ever be attracted to me i know it's crazy how long again that can last because oh it I'm could last still, maybe for the rest of our lives i'm well i'm hoping i get out of it i'm starting to get out of it but like it it gets to a point where you develop the confidence, like you can step into your own, but especially in the gay community or especially my first time having sex, like I specifically oh remember God. the feeling of someone touching my stomach. And and panicking. I panicked. Yeah, you felt like someone stabbed you. I like stabbed me. And I was like, I felt the 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 actual shock go through my body and it was for like, the first time in your entire life someone like touched, touched your body yeah touched you period period it doesn't even have to be and sexual it's like you're like 20 i was like 21 yeah. yeah and i was like i can't even believe that this is happening but like then all i thought about was that and i was like why do i feel that way when someone touches me yeah like that obviously is not normal clearly we're unpacking that right. here i just remember every time i had sex doing anything I could to quote unquote trick the other person into not seeing who I really was. Yeah. Like trying to like sucking in my stomach, making sure they couldn't see only see me from certain ways, like lights off candle, like anything to not actually see me. Yeah. We've said this before. It's not new, but when you can get out of your head and realize that no one is thinking your thoughts, like it's, and if they are, they are, villains because if, if you ever thought that about if if i was verbalizing your worst thoughts about yourself to you you would never speak to me again i exactly and oh, vice yeah. versa oh absolutely like, and that's the example it's like well if we're th- talking to ourselves like yeah. that we should not be talking to that version of ourselves i feel anymore. like this has maybe it's not a universal experience but like regardless of gender or anything or sexuality it's like when you feel these ways about your body or feel these ways about yourself or feel whatever like it's 
so easy for you not to own your power when it comes to sex for you to quote unquote dead fish or to be yeah. submissive or to do all of these things. Which People was also just, the vibe. That was the vibe. It's yeah. like, it's so much easier when you enter a space gay or not to like say, Oh, like I'm more submissive or like let them handle it. Right. Because right. you're not confident in yourself. So I'm like, flip me over, have me on my stomach and keep me there. Yeah. Because I don't want you one to see me. And two, it's so much easier for me not to put in the effort because I don't have the confidence to even say what I want. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm, I think I'm still at the point at 27 years old of being like, what do I actually want? Like what actually serves me and doesn't make me feel like I'm serving someone else. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, like, do you think you could tell like the story about like your first time having sex and make it not traumatic? Oh, absolutely. And then we could laugh again? Yeah, let's laugh again. Okay. Let's laugh again. Um, no, the first time I ever would you say like like first gay encounter? Yeah. Okay. First cock first hard cock you ever saw. First first was I was working at the New York Stock Exchange. Just, like, actually, just funny. Does in everyone itself. know? Does, did people know that I was a finance major and I, I had an internship at the New York Stock Exchange where I was on the trading floor, like, like call and put and like stock traders like on the phone. I phones. actually sometimes I forget who I'm talking to. Sometimes you do. And then did people also forget that like I worked at you took it to Capitol Hill. I took it to Capitol Hill and I sat on the financial services services committee for the House of Representatives <laughs> as the intern. Did people forget that? I think people do. You've never told that one yet. Yeah. That's brand new to be to everyone. Yeah, I sat in the financial services committee taking notes. Taking notes. Answering calls. Saying, I, can, I understand. I will pass it on. I will pass it on. That was me. But anyways, I had my first sexual encounter when I was interning. I downloaded Scruff for the first time. I was like, I have a cute pic. I remember it being the picture that you took of hot me in tub. the hot tub. Was it severely edited? For sure. That you was like what... to shrink down that head. I like to shrink down that head. For what reason? I have I a small you head. You a tiny ass head. and you. Were, I feel like it was always like, I was I always was like, always... where is the head going? Exactly. What you would do, like what I would do would like take my head. I'd put. For some reason, I've always thought my forehead was big. But it's like not. It's like literally the tiniest forehead of the entire It was world. like, I was like so messed up in my forehead. So I was like, I'm going to make my forehead sm smaller. I'm going to give myself a little chin, like a jaw. And I'm going to take in this chest and I'm going to. And how much did that fuck you up? Upon it fucked me up. But you know what? It fucked me up. At the time, I'm not val like it gave justifying it. It a... gave me a little bit of a boost. I uh, at okay. least created the profile. Right. And that's actually all I needed to do. Yeah. I was talking to this man, Brad brad for a while um and he made me feel comfortable he was like Listen, how old was brad brad was brad was in his 50s and you were 21 and this was your first time got it which messes you up let me tell you but we're not talking trauma <laughs> i stop i packed my backpack i was like i'm gonna put my douche in my backpack no where'd you douche i douche in the starbucks on wall street so if you guys go to the Starbucks, we could do, we honestly should do, do a like tour. a tour. We should write out a good children first time, time tour. tour. Did it in the bathroom, strutted my way over to Brad's doorman, buzzed me up. He said, let him up. I get there. He's in his undies, pulls me by my tie, rest is history. And you know the drill. And you know what he said. Did we say this before? We said this on the Patreon before. Yeah. He said my best friend got murdered this way. He looked at me after, and we didn't have sex, but he looked at me afterwards and he says to me, you really need to be careful because this is how my roommate in college got murdered. And I was like, uh, I brought my toothbrush and I brushed my teeth and I met my friend for drinks afterwards with a sloshy hole. I went on a date. It was pretty normal. Oh, no, I've never told that part of the story. I was going to say it was normal. <gasps> never forget. Never forget what happened when I was having sex for the first time. Oh, my God, Joe. I told some Patreon as well, but I'm sitting there. It's horrible for many reasons. All of them are me. You know, like, yeah. I again, most reasons are me trying to hide who I am. I'm... I'm it's almost in, you know? I'm almost topping. Yeah. And I'm in my head being like, thank God. Thank God the wait is over. I have waited my whole life to say I've had sex. 
only mainly because I remember Jenny Slate one time in an interview was like, when I got to college, like I had sex and I got kind of confident because then I was like, at least I fuck. And I was like, I need to be able to say at least I fuck and then I'll become confident, which I do kind of don't think is wrong. I think once you start fucking and you're confident in your fuck ability, your confidence kind of just comes along with it. I completely agree. Not to say you can't be confident without the fuck, but I think Mm. some people are craving the fuck. I was craving the fuck and it was Jenny Slate's fault. Whatever. I'm like, this is going to be it. This is going to solve my problems. We're like here, right? We're like about, we're almost at insertion. My find my iPhone alarm starts going off. Huh? That's weird. I didn't set an alarm. No, because it is my Find My iPhone location services, like SOS, going off. I look at my phone. I have about 20 missed calls from my mother and my sister who think I've gone missing because I was in the city and didn't text anyone back for an hour. Mind you, I'm getting text messages saying, do you know where Joe is? I'm like, I have no fucking clue. Like, what do you know? And then they were like, who are you saying that you're hanging out with? I was with? saying I was with my friend Alyssa. They were like, he. And she didn't know who <laughs> Alyssa was. They, like, they said he's fr- with his friend Alyssa. I, I texted back, never heard of her. And it was like a cute, like, couple of dates that we were in. Like, it could have become something. And I always thought he was very cute. And I still think about him sometimes. And I literally had to run out of his apartment in the middle of, like, almost fucking him. Was so mortified and embarrassed by it that I, like, never texted him again. Like, I basically ghosted him. That was kind of a final straw when it comes to my family. About, it was the beginning of setting boundaries. Isn't that when you came out? I came out like the week before. So I think that's oh. what was triggering all of this. And mom, my mom was like, he's being murdered by a, a 55-year-old gay man on Wall Street. And I think that my situation has... It hasn't troubled me, but it definitely thrusted me into a less romantic vibe for right. my sexual experiences and more of a performative... Porn star. Porn star. To this day, I've been told. That you're a porn star? That I buy two OnlyFans creators that I should start an OnlyFans. And listen, it doesn't take much to start an OnlyFans. I've been saying it for a really long time. But like that, that compliment is again, that that took practice. It took practice. Oh, yeah, of course. Because again, I don't like to be bad at things. So I'm like, I'm going to be good at this. And I know I'm in power here. But not as of late. I think I've switched from sub to dom. Right, right, But that's just confidence. I mean, I guess this is like a funny story, but this is more just a call to action for anybody. What are you going to say? If anybody has a damn dog, I want you to keep that dog out of any room where pants are off. Did you hear this? Because let me tell you one thing. When you're deciding to do a little deed, when you're deciding that you're going to suck a little D and a dog is licking your toes, you might have a foot fetish for sure, but you don't want a Maltese licking your big toe when you're going down. That's insane. Can you believe? Can you believe? I can't. The, listen, this is happening twice to me. I can't talk any me. further about dogs because I've been canceled before for it. I love dogs. I I am the proud uncle to two different dogs. Um, but I do think American dog owners have lost their grip on reality and don't train their animals. And it's like they don't realize they're there. That this, some dogs don't have eyes, like or that they don't like they don't see the dog as being there because it's always there, which is amazing. But it's like, if you're, is your dog your child or not? Because if it's your child, it shouldn't be sucking my foot while I'm fucking you. Thank you. Thank you. You know what I mean? I went on a series of dates with this man. Well, here's a few things. And I don't want to really out him because he was sweet. He's not listening to the podcast. I was going on a few dates with this guy and his whole like brand identity in his life was like, he's a big guy. He yes. was a big guy. And I talked about it with him, and he was like, yeah, well, I'm about to show you what, what, why I, I call myself a big guy. Because oh. I was already taller than him. Yeah. So I was like, well, you're not a big guy in that way. So I'm, like, anticipating a monster cock. And I get home. Guess, guess who the bigger guy was? Yeah, of course. You. It was me. That's part one of the story. Yes. 
just a clown. A clown in many ways, which I kind of needed. I was like, I'm so uptight. I'm so type A. I could use this like ridiculous energy. I'm kind of on my last straw on like date number four with this man. Yeah, I'm you like, really I put yourself through hell. Not I, hell, but I like... put myself through hell a lot. Yeah. And in this situation, I'm already mad for a different reason. I'm like, whatever. I'm here. I might as well have sex. Poppers are out. He passes them to me and spills them all over my entire naked body, including my penis. If you're not familiar with what poppers are, they are dangerous chemicals that can give you chemical burns. And now I'm like, I'm fucking done with this shit. I'm still trying so hard to be nice. So I like run out of the room. I run into the hallway, into the bathroom. Like I need to immediately get in the shower. I'm rinsing the chemicals off of my hard dick. He comes in mad at me and saying, you can't run naked through my apartment. Like what if my roommate saw you? And I was like, I don't give a Fuck, if your roommate saw me, you spilled a bottle of poppers on me. I, I finish showering. I go back into his room. I'm like, your room smells like poppers. You can't sleep in here. You're going to die. He's like, oh, it's fine. I'll open windows. I was like, no, you need to change your sheets. Who changed the sheets? Who you changed did? the sheets? I changed his sheets for him. Why did like you change the baby. sheets? Because I didn't want him to die in his sleep. I mean, I never texted him you back. You should have let him perish. But you know what? At least he had confidence. He had confidence. And that was something that I really liked about him. He was so confident. And that's the silver lining. He had confidence. He had con- What's wrong with being confident? Demi Lovato was Have you seen it. that Cardi B video? It's no. from like back then. She's like, I love that song, Confident. Demi Lovato, she's not even confident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's just a lesson in like... Learn your limits, learn your boundaries, and you don't have to um, be nice to someone. You don't have to be nice. You don't have to be nice to somebody. Oh, I really think that, like, if we're taking anything away from this episode. I have no idea. This is not how I thought this episode was going to go. This is how it's going to go. One, I want people to feel more comfortable talking about sex. Well, please. And things that you might have been having trouble with. If again, if it was body you related, you taught me how to suck dick. I taught you how to do it. I taught you how to suck. And, I've and like great reviews ever since. Thank you so much. So like, you might be able to learn that something be a, from that one of your be friends. That should be a Patreon like tutorial where like it is you a cucumber and me asking you questions. Remember, did we we talked about grapefruit girl? Grapefruit girl. We yeah. talked about grapefruit. <laughs> she changed lives. She changed lives. She was one. your tutorial, wasn't she? Uh, yes, but like, a, I have a refined version. Right, she was course. going crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, let's let's write it in. I want you to do that, and I also want just confidence across across the board. You are already there. You're and already there. You gotta fake it till you make it. Fake it till it's, you make it. It is so crazy that um. Confidence is pretending to be confident. Look at Demi Lovato. She's not even She's confident. She's not even confident. Like, it really is that, though. Like, the more the moment you start lying, things change. Like, yeah. the moment that you're like, what's the worst that happens? What's the worst that happens? What's the worst that happens? And if, if you can't finish, that's okay. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you mean, like, sexually, if you can't come? I'm just, like, talking to myself. <laughs> like, oh, that was a personal <laughs> anecdote that just came up. <laughs> No, but seriously, it's like, it's so easy for people when they're having sex to get in your head and like yeah. self-sabotage yourself. Again, you're already there. Fake it till you make it, but you might be faking it and your head is still in reality. It's okay to say, I'm not going to finish or I think I'm good. You know what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go home. Talking to the virgins out there, um, I really, I see you and I hear you. Like, I think that you see yourself is so absurdly outside of like the sex world yeah. when you're not comfortable with sex mm-hmm. and that like everyone's gonna find you out and be like you shouldn't be here but it's like you're gonna have so who is that who says that what what movie or show is it where someone's like you're gonna have so much bad sex in your life oh yeah what is that from i don't know you're gonna have so much bad sex in your life where it's like just start now. Start yeah. having the bad sex now. If you want to. And if you don't, that's completely fine. Like I'm Yeah, but I'm if you're if you're like, like me and you're twenty one years old and you yeah. feel like you're gonna die if you don't have sex and like you're yeah. prolonging it and you just wanna be Jenny Slate, fuck. Yeah. Fucking be bad at it. Fucking be bad. You're gonna learn. Yeah, it'll turn it'll turn itself around. Yeah, and sometimes 
honestly for me kissing is all i need oh i love i'm i love that's to like just... literally all i really want and if you're a bad kisser it's over like okay. how have you i got... mean there goes the confidence conversation. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. we know you missed it and so did we our snack of the week I can't believe that we let go of snacks. We talked about this internally and potentially on the Patreon, but it was too much pressure when it became the boards. It it was way too much pressure, and I'm somebody who, like, cracks under pressure. I was happy to start with the board, but you guys have got about six or seven boards out of it. And that squeezed me dry. Time was up. But what a snack to start with. I honestly don't know if this is actually going to still be available by the time that this episode comes yeah. out because they are flying off the freaking shelves. Because they premiered on la- last Tuesday. So last Tuesday. So who made this? Because we did. We had, we sure as shit did not incept this creation. Chef Danielle Sepsi made it from the Hungry Gnome. I can tell you that. You know her from being our cousin. You know her from being on the Big Brunch by Dan Levy. You know her from being a supporter of the pod for the past two years. And when we talked to Danielle, we said we want to do a collaboration. She said, absolutely. And we said, we want it to make sense for us. Right. For the Long Island girlies, for the New Jersey girlies, for the Staten Island girlies. We weren't going to say go buy a carrot cake, you know? No, absolutely not. None of that not. shit here. None of that shit. Today, we are eating our very own Buck, Buck Nuts cookie. cookie. We have... This brookie, it's inspired off of our favorite Ralph's Italian ice flavor, which is peanut butter cookie dough with jelly ring. The best combination. A jelly ring. It's a raspberry jelly ring. What more is there to say? Dipped in chocolate. Dark chocolate. You can pop those in your mouth like chips. But here we have that dark chocolate um, brookie. Inside of it, a jelly ring topped with a scoop of peanut butter drizzled on the top with peanut butter we made this we with our made own hands. these we did make these by hand these are cookies that are truly made with love by us and danielle at the hungry gnome kitchen and talk about i was saying this to my mom talk about a childhood dream i would i would stick, stick and i would stick. dick oh what did you go right for the middle mm. sometimes it's really hard being a creative genius you know what i mean because I can't believe that we did that. In full sincerity, like, this would be, like, the dessert that got me through the week. Dessert for the next two months. Mm-hmm. Like, whenever you're like, I want a little something sweet. It is a combination of a cookie, an Uncrustable, a brownie, and an Italian ice. These are available at thehungrygnome.com. There's also a good children's favorites box, which includes all of our favorite items from the Hungry Gnome. Our rosemary, <laughs> our Danielle's <laughs> rosemary biscuit. And the Funfetti Scone. While supplies last. Good children to the guidance office. Joe, you've been naughty today. Sorry. This episode was the most unhinged. I think that season three is about being unhinged. Season three is about living. It's about sucking. It's about fucking. It's about sliving. Um, We're just here to have fun. I really do love the idea of going forward in this season talking about things that people don't feel comfortable talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? So first, I'm going to read some of our users' submitted questions from um, our Instagram stories. These are just over text, and then we'll listen to a voicemail or two. A lot of of women asked us, cut or uncut. You're kidding me. Yeah. Oh my god. Uncut. Uncut. That's what the magic of this podcast Do I is. talk about it's it? It's all the foreskin. Have I said it? You haven't said it. I think I'm at a point where I don't care. You're getting a circumcision. So, <laughs> I'm getting... You have come through with three different bombshells today. Let's just really recap. <laughs> what was the second thing? Oh, I'm gonna get sitting disowned. on the financial advisory of the Capitol and now circumcision. Yeah, I'm getting an adult circ- circumcision, um, not because I want it, because it's necessary. And I, just a quick little story, I was circumcised as a child, but over time, things have changed. And I'm going to leave it there. If you're wondering what that means, means come to well. Patreon. Come to Patreon. Because maybe we'll just see it. Fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How do I tell my hookup or partner his pubes smell? Ghosting sounds nice here. Mm. 
How do you tell them that? That's something that I also have experienced. And like again, smelly I'm, pubes. I'm all for like musk, I and I'm like all smell. for like whatever. But like sometimes they are, they are smelly, like in a way that's like off-putting. Yeah. If it's recurring, it's a problem. I would just say, let's have shower sex. Yeah. And then you get in there and you start scrubbing as fast as you yeah. possibly well, can. Well, no, yeah. I think that's a good point. I think that's like if it's happening more, more times than once and you're hooking up nonstop, then like shower sex. Shower and then go. The or bed. maybe you would say like you could just put it put it, put it point blank. Yeah. What the hell? Like, like, babe, it smells like a Salisbury steak down there. You got to get to work. <laughs> You know, <laughs> let's let's figure it out. Like, babe, like, love having sex with you, but, like, it's either shave or soak. Because I can't say that sizzler any longer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that what we're learning is, like, again, say what you want to say, but, like, say actually what you mean, say but it. don't say it mean. Yeah, exactly. How do you know if a guy really likes you or if he's just fucking around? I'm not the person to ask. If he really likes you, you'll know. That's actually the answer. You won't have to ask someone else if you think that this person likes you. You won't have to complain to your friends and be like, I can't really tell. If you can't tell, it's a no. You will know when somebody likes you because they will put effort in to make it clear. If they leave you guessing, leave them. It's not guess who anymore, okay? You are worth more than... doing a fucking science experiment to decide if someone likes you. If you have to guess, it's a no. It's a no. Go to flirting move. Grapefruit. Yeah, when I see somebody, I'm like, <laughs> that's actually me at the bar. At the bar. <laughs> I'm like, hey. I honestly, I'm the worst person to ask. I actually was going to make a video about this because, but in general, like, I was cracking up with Michelle at the bar the other night because... I, I've always said, like, I want to be the person that can meet hey. somebody out. Like, hey. Meanwhile, I'm the one at the bar that literally is looking at the fucking yeah. wall. Like, yeah. I will literally either look at the wall or look down. And if someone was to look my way, I look them in the eye for one second and look away. But if you are trying to flirt, I think it's your eyes say everything. Oh, eye contact is it. If you make eye contact with someone for more than two seconds, they know. And, like, it's eye contact and then, like... It's kind of a squint of the eye or like kind of like a like, okay, you know what I mean? Like release your lip for a second. So I'm like, like, <laughs> like almost like I'm a basking lizard. People asking top bottom. It's 2023. If you're not verse, what the hell, hell are, are you doing? doing? I, I really like it is so interesting to me. And this is not judging any of our listeners because they might be like a certain position. But like. Why strict tops? Yeah, first of all, uh, strict tops. I'm like, are you? What are you dealing with? Maybe IBS. My maybe. Well, same. But strict bottoms. I'm like, how? Why? Why? I don't know. I think it's literally. It does come down to preference. but I love to be able to flip, I, flip I and love. flop and fold. Hi guys, this is Danny. Um. Oh, I am driving and talking, so probably not a good idea. But I love you guys so much. Oh, okay. Anyways, I have been out of a relationship for about eight months now, nine. Um, And I just need some advice on some self-loving. I'm on my self-loving journey. I'm healing. I'm loving. I'm doing everything. But I just want just a little bit more, just something else um, help me get through it. I don't want to seek my validation in any more guys. I want to solely focus on myself. And, yeah, that's about it. And so excited for the new season. Okay, bye. Hi. What's Hi, Danny. Hi, Danny. What? What, did, what was the question? Um, Ways to... Focus on self-love. Oh, I thought I thought Danny was saying, I'm just going to focus on self-love. It did kind of end. I feel like you kind of answered the question for yourself by the end. You were like, yeah. I'm just going to focus on me, yeah. which is the truth. Um, Fine. Like, again, it's, it's – it's, do you want to hang out with your friends? Sure. But if you're focusing on yourself, it's like, what, what are the things that interest you? Sometimes when people are in relationships for that long, like, 
you kind of develop the interests of your partner. Yeah. It's so it's kind of disassociating from what their interests were and going back to like what, what you brought you joy. And I would say the easiest way to figure that out is what you cared about in high school. Yeah. Like it always goes back to that. Like the things that you were most passionate about when you were a teenager, I would focus on those. Rewatch the movies you watched as a kid. Like rewatch the shows that brought you joy that you felt something by mm-hmm. it, and then like go from there. Yeah. Um, get a little haircut, do a little, put a little outfit, something that makes yeah. you feel good, Treat right? Yourself like, like someone you love, exactly. Buy, buy yourself flowers, and when you're not looking, your own hands. when you're not looking, and when you're not trying to look for the validation for men, like that's honestly, I feel like times where you are maybe gonna fall into it. Why are you trying to fall back into a relationship? You don't have to, to, but that's what I'm saying. Like, focus on yourself, but like, you're going to love yourself and then like, someone's going to love you for loving yourself. Listen, but that's not the fucking mentality because then you're doing it for the person to love you in the end. You have to just not be concerned It just happens that that way. No, it doesn't. Yes. Has it worked for you? I don't love myself. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the season three premiere. This was amazing. This was so much fun. I had a great time. I'm so happy to be back. Like that long ass zero day break really got to me. And I really, I know we've said this last season, but like you guys, I swear this season, we're coming back at you out of nowhere with ads. We're coming at some point with ads. And I'm manifesting that right now because ads, 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 ads. Until then, we'll see you next week with a brand new episode. And don't forget to do your homework. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review. Again, five stars. Write a little something sweet. Write a little something sweet. We need it. And you know where to find us across all platforms at Good Children Pod. I'm on Instagram at Andrew Muscarella. On TikTok at Andrew underscore Muskie. I'm on Instagram at Joe Hedges and I'm on TikTok at Be Quiet Joe. I'm still being censored by the government. Um, by the government, period. By the government, But they period. can't censor us here. They can't. They can't censor us. I, and I wish they would. I wish they, they would. They would. This sucks. Cause I may be bad, but I'm perfectly good at it. Sex in the air, I don't care. I love the smell of it. Besides this pubes, and stones may break my bones, but chains and whips excite me. That was almost like, that could have been in Bridgerton. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs>